Taking charge of your future starts with taking the first steps. And saving up to $30 a month on Cox Internet with the Affordable Connectivity Program makes those steps easy to take. Whether they bring you to click upload on your first short film or join now for an online book club. Applying is easy. See if you qualify at cox.com slash ACP. Non-transferable one per household application and eligibility decisions are made by the FCC. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the people's bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, let's get into today's life-giving message. Listen, lift your Bibles up. We're going to make our confession of faith together. We're going to get into this last song. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. God, do what you do when you do how you do when you do it because you do it so well and we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, somebody say hallelujah. You can grab a seat, guys. Listen, this is the last message in our series, Love Songs. And we're learning biblical love principles from popular love songs. Today's song is Lions, Tigers, and Bears by Jasmine Sullivan. Here it goes. Listen. Make this declaration and say, I ain't scared no more. That's not the right response after you say something like that. I need you to let the enemy know he tried to shut you down because of some past disappointments, because of some people that betrayed you, because of some people that did you wrong. But I just need you to make this declaration and say, I'm not scared anymore. Say, I will walk in love all day, every day. Hallelujah. Listen, so, so that's the chorus in case you're not familiar with it. And, and here's the first line. She says, I'm not scared of lions and tigers and bears, but I'm scared of loving you. So let's get right into the word. You're not afraid of loving others. You're afraid you'll be used or taken advantage of by others. The, the truth is you're not really afraid of love because you love to love. You love to think of creative things to do. You loved when you pour. You love when you share. You love when you give. What you want to know is that nobody's going to use you or take advantage of you. And I got to go back here, even though I've already said it this far in this series, Galatians 5 and 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. As a Hebrew, you were circumcised 
to illustrate your covenant with God. Here's what he says. But faith works what? By love. Check this out. That means to energize, to bring from one stage to the next stage, which means when I love, even if you think you got over on me, all you did was help me get from one stage to the next stage. Why am I excited about my march? Why? Because I got my love right. And since faith works by love, that means my faith is going to work like it's never worked before come March. And so when I step into March, I'm expecting acceleration. Why? Because my faith is working. My faith is working. My faith is working. My faith is working. Open your mouth and say, and my faith is working. Look what it says, to energize. Check this out. You literally get energy. Faith works by love. Work there. It literally means to energize. So when I'm loving, I'm literally being energized. This is why haters are always tired. <laughs> this is why haters are always lethargic. They're always lazy. Have you ever noticed that the people complaining about everybody are lazy, sloppy, and trifling? Don't do nothing, ain't going nowhere. And they sitting up at the house right now complaining about you coming to church. But notice they don't have no fruit to show. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. That's because they don't know how to walk in love. But I just need you to open up your mouth and say, my, my faith works by love. It means to energize, to bring from one stage to the next. Check this out. It's an electrical current that's energizing a wire. An electrical current that's energizing a wire. I'm going to say it a third time so the people in the back can hear me. It's an electrical current energizing a wire. What does this mean? That there's a source of power that has to be connected to a light. Which means you can't use me because even when you think you're using me, you're just making things connect. So for everybody that thought they got over on you, you know what you need to do? You need to send them a thank you card and say, I appreciate you. Matter of fact, for some of my bold people, you need to text them right now in church and say, thank you. And they're going to say, what you thanking me for? And say, because God used you to connect some God, I wish I had some faith in here. God used you to connect some things for me. You made things connect. See, I never would have pursued my future had you not frustrated my present. I never would have got up out of that bad situation had you not did me like that. I never would have grown had you not. Some of y'all wouldn't be in church had somebody not hurt you. I need you to open your mouth and give God glory that nobody can use you nor take advantage of you. Say, can nobody use me, nor take advantage of me? All right, here's this other scripture. Here's this other scripture we looked at, Ephesians 6 and 7. Watch me, rendering service. You cannot love without service. Hey, Bishop, you've done these scriptures already, this series. I know, but these two scriptures bless me the most out of this whole series. Because that's what most of us are afraid of. You're not afraid of loving. You're just afraid of old pain. You're not afraid of caring. You just don't want to feel like a chump. You're not afraid of giving it all you got. You just don't want to feel like a square. Y'all ain't going to talk. <laughs> Ephesians 6, 7 through 8. Rendering service with a good will as to the Lord. So you cannot love and, and do not serve. Whatever you say you love, you serve. Rendering service with a good will as to the Lord and not to men. Which means everything I do, I'm not doing it for you or any other human being. I'm doing it to God. Which means when you love your children, the reason you can love them well is because you're not loving them because of them. You're loving them because I'm doing this like you... When you love your spouse, you're not doing it because of them. Because there's going to be moments you want to cuss them out. Let's talk. There's going to be moments you want to literally just drive the car and keep driving until you hit the rural reservoir. I wish I had some honest people in here. 
but I'm not doing this for you. I'm doing this as unto the Lord. I'm not serving in church because of you. I'm doing it as unto the Lord. Watch this. Verse 8. Knowing whatever good anyone does, this he will receive back from who? The Lord, which means the Lord will pay you back. Now, why do you why did you put these scriptures again, Bishop, in this last message of the series? Because this is where most people are. You will fight all kind of things except the fight of love. And what does the scripture say? Let's go back. Let's go back to Galatians. It says, watch me. It says faith works by love. What the scripture says, fight the good fight of Faith. So, so can we just connect some dots? If I'm fighting a good fight of faith, what I'm really fighting is the fight to love. Because my faith works by love. So that means my faith won't work if my love is broke. Y'all ain't going to talk. So, so really what I'm fighting is I'm fighting to not want to be offended with you. I'm fighting not to get aggravated with you. Why? Because my faith works by my love and I fight the good fight of faith. And my faith is not going to work if I'm offended because love and offense can't be in the same place at the same time. I need some of y'all to thank God that you got over it. Mm. I need some of y'all to thank God that you didn't let it stop you. You didn't let it block you. And you shut down for a little bit, but some said you better come back out of that ship. You got cold for a little bit, but something said you better bust up out of this. Why? My faith works by love. My faith works by love. Say it. My faith works by love. So here's the next part of what she says. I'm not scared to perform at a sold out affair, but I'm scared of loving you. So here's the word. You're not afraid to love others. You ready for this? You're afraid of intimacy with others because applause and attention don't require vulnerability. I was in a clubhouse the other day, and, and, and one of the things they were talking about was vulnerability. And in that, they asked me to say something. And, um, and so one of the things that they said prior to getting into it, one of the moderators said, they said, well, uh, what type of uh, confidence does a woman that is an exotic dancer, does she have to have to get up in front of people and dance, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? He, he was saying, There's, that's vulnerability. And I said, no, 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 no. Applause and attention are not vulnerability. Because people can look at you, but you never have to be vulnerable. Because the only thing you looked at is what I wanted to show you. The only thing you looked at is what I wanted to present to you. So, so watch me. You're not afraid. Here's the point of loving others. Here's what you're afraid of. You are afraid of intimacy. Let's just look at the word intimacy. Into me you see. And I don't want you to see me if I'm scared of intimacy because of what somebody else saw and did. You told your secrets to somebody else and all of a sudden your business was all in the streets. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. You had a conversation with somebody else and all of a sudden folk looking at you kind of funny, strange-wise and otherwise. You're trying to figure out what is it that has been shared. See, intimacy does, is not the same as attention and applause. People can clap for you all day and have never met the real you. People can, people can give you attention all day. That's why you see so many people that are rich and that have billions of Instagram followers and still commit suicide. Why? Because attention and applause never made up for the intimacy they desire. All of us yearn to show somebody our wounds and our scars. So on Thursday, on Thursday, my, my razor and I got into a fight. Now I won. Watch me. And I did a video about it. I need a video about it because on social media, we all like, here it is. We never like to see anybody see our wounds. And intimacy means I have to show you where I'm hurting. 
I have to show you where I'm cut, and I have to show you what ain't healed yet. I have to show you the stuff I'm still working on that ain't done yet. I have to show you the stuff that I wish I was over it, but I'm not over it yet. I got to show you the stuff that every now and then God has to bring up and throw in my face and say, son, you've not conquered that. You've not dealt with that. I wish there were some honest people at this 915 because that's what intimacy requires. <laughs> and so I did a whole video about it. I did a whole video about a post. And I, I, got, I got more comments on that. I said, let me just cut something else then and cut my ear. I'm just joking. Here's the point. And then in doing that, then in doing that, it was a perfect setup for where we're getting ready to go. Because the scripture says that you get wisdom through your wounds. Uh, watch me. You get wisdom, Ecclesiastes says, through your grief, through your pain, through what you suffer. Check this out. So intimacy says, I'm not ashamed of my wound. That's why I'm wise. But here's what most of us do. I want, I want to show you something. I want to say something. Look at my head. You don't see the wound, do you? No, you don't. Because I had a woman go back there and make sure that it was concealed. I called one of my leaders back. I started doing it and I was like, no, let's get a woman back in. Because I don't know nothing about no makeup. Check this out. Check this out. Why did I cover it? Check this out. You ready for this? Here it is. I wanted to show you that's what you've been doing. Your whole life, you have been taught to conceal to cover and settle for the applause and the attention because that doesn't require intimacy because see if you see my wound now I got to tell you how I got it come on if you see my wound, now I have to tell you the story behind it. Now I have to explain it to you. Now I have to explain the moment of vulnerability. Now I have to explain the moment where I felt like I was being used, felt like I was being taken advantage of. And can I be honest with you? Somebody say intimacy is where my greatest power is. Come on, y'all go get it in a minute. Come on. Come on, say intimacy is where my greatest power is. Here's the problem. Most of us think intimacy means physical activity. Most people think intimacy means sex, and it doesn't, because you can have sex and never be intimate and be intimate and never have sex. Let me prove it to you. You can have a deeper connection with somebody that's in a whole nother state than somebody you look at every day. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me, and I know I'm right about it. Right? You can have intimacy with somebody. Why? Because I can, sh here's what happens in the garden. Y'all with me? Say wait for a second. Here's what happens in the garden. In the garden, Adam and Eve are there, and, and they're both naked. Now, nakedness there was an idiom for intimacy, meaning they did not conceal anything from one another. One another could see everything about the other and watch me, and they were good with that. Once they began to disobey God and, make, and, and go against what God said, all of a sudden, the Bible says, and the eyes of them were open. Now, it doesn't literally mean that they were blind the whole time. It means that they began to see things through a lens they'd never seen it before. All of a sudden, they saw intimacy as weakness. All of a sudden, they saw transparency as weakness. So what do many of us learn to do? We learn not to share anything with anybody because we think it's going to make us weak if people know that you pass gas too. I'm making a point right now. That is not a license to do it in this building right now. <laughs> Check this out. So Adam and Eve, as they're dealing with one another, as they're interacting with one another, the Bible says the eyes of them are open, and then they went and made coverings for themselves. Watch me. Here's what they were really saying. I don't trust you anymore. You don't trust me anymore. And so now I'll settle for the applause and the attention because I do not want to be intimate. 
Because now, Adam, if I'm intimate, I'm going to have to tell you, Adam, I'm going to have to tell you what made me respond to Satan's invitation. Because you do know that serpent in Hebrew doesn't mean snake. It means deceiver. So the serpent that was in the garden was not a snake. It was a man that spoke with deception. So there was something about, watch me, there was some dissatisfaction that Eve had in the relationship that opened her up to having a conversation with another man in front of her man. But that requires her to be intimate. You still here? Then Adam's going to have to be intimate and tell about the woman before Eve. Oh, you do know that there was a woman before Eve. Bishop, what are you talking about? I've never heard of it. That's why you got to keep coming to church. You'll learn a lot if you keep coming. I talked about her before. Her name is Lilith. She's the woman that got there before Eve got there, which explains why Adam watched Eve speak to another man and did nothing. Why? Because this first relationship had worn him down to the point to where he said, I ain't fighting for this one because that last girl... I'm not putting up a fight in this situation because of what happened in my last situation. And for some of y'all, you've let your past pimp and, and prostitute your present. But I come to tell you, but your next 12 look like they're going to be your best 12. Some of y'all just got mind blown. I taught on it. It's called the Spirit of Lilith. It's because of part one and then part two. There was a woman before Eve. Right? This is why you see Adam not lead. He's not leading because he doesn't want intimacy anymore. He wants attention and applause. And since Eve doesn't give him attention and applause, he does not want to be intimate and show her anything. He don't mind sleeping with her because that's not intimacy. But what he doesn't want to do, I'm not, I'm not telling her where I'm hurting. I'm not telling her what hurt me. I'm not, I'm not revealing anything that makes me vulnerable. Because even though it's just me and you in this garden and this other man that came up in here, he can come because I won't even defend what's mine. Because I'm afraid of intimacy. Can I just get you to lift one of your hands and say, Lord, take away fear of intimacy. Show me who to trust to be vulnerable to in Jesus' name. Wow. So let me give you a scripture for this. First John 4, 18. Y'all there? There is no fear in love. Well, there we go. We already got trouble. There is no fear in love. Fear is this Greek word, phobio, where we get our word phobia, like arachnophobia. You're scared of spiders. Got it? Uh, Atelophobia. You fear you're not good enough. It means I'm scared of something. So the scripture says there is no fear in love, which reveals to most of us, ready? You just like a lot of people. You like them a lot. But you don't really love because in the back of my mind, I'm not going to be vulnerable. Because I'm afraid of what you might do with it. It's too quick. I should have saved this for a Wednesday. But perfect love. What does perfect mean? It means mature. Somebody say, I'm grown now. I, you don't have time for high school games. You ain't got time to be sitting up on the phone breathing with somebody. What you doing? Laying down. 
You ain't got time for innocuous text about WYD all doggone day. You are a grown person. I need some substance in my life. I need something real in my life. Mature love. What does this mean? My love is mature. My love has developed. My love has grown. Because I'm grown. What does it do? It casts out fear. So here's what mature love does. Mature love says, you know what? Fear's there, but I cast it out. What does this literally mean? Y'all see my tambourine? I'm going to have tambourine at distance after church. Our distance after church. Check this out. Here's it. Everybody see, you see it, right? It's loud, ain't it? That's how fear is. You ain't even listening to me because you're listening to it at the same time. And so the one that's loudest is the one that wins. The one that's loudest is the one that wins. And so because this won't stop, you keep letting fear win. I think there's some people under the sound of my voice that can say, that may have been my previous 12, but come my next 12, I'm going to cast it out. I... Somebody say, I'm casting fear out. Check this out. Because fear involves torment. What's the torment of fear? What if? What if they leave me? What if they lie to me? What if they do me wrong? What if this happened? What if I put more in it than I get out of it? That's impossible. I thought to that. What if they take advantage of me? What if, what if this end up like the last person I trusted? What if this end up like the last friend I trusted? Uh-oh, let's go here. What if this end up like my last church? Boo, this ain't. And I'm not him. Y'all ain't gonna sit there to me. What, what if this ends up like my last friendship? What if this ends up like my last business? What if this ends up like my last job? What if you are tormenting yourself with what ifs? So you can't even enjoy what it is. Because what if, 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 And so now you literally live in torment because your love is immature. Immature love has another name called like. Like, to the people you say that you love, can, you ready for this? Can you be vulnerable with them? And if you can't, that means one of two things. You either walk in fear or they shouldn't be trusted. And if they shouldn't be trusted, I have a question. Why are they still in your circle? Y'all ain't going to say, you do not have time to waste to have people around you you can't be you in front of. Come on here. Y'all gonna talk to me. They ain't saying that. Y'all gonna, you don't have time. If I can't be me around you, we don't need to go to eat. We don't need to go nowhere. We don't need to talk because I'm too grown to be putting on a character for you. Open your mouth and say, I got to be myself. I... So if you feel like, you know what? I feel like they may be a Judas. I can't trust them. Then why are you around them? But that's my cousin. Call her and say happy birthday. You don't have to go to the dunk lunch. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. But, but, that, but that's my brother. That's my sister. Well, listen, guess what? You better read your Bible because Moses' greatest enemies were his brother and his sister. Miriam and Aaron gave Moses all of his hell and they were his blood. If I cannot trust you, I'm tormenting myself. And listen, I'm not talking about suspicion. Because some of y'all are suspicious and you call it discernment. Somebody light-skinned hurts you, so now you look at every light-skinned person. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. It was a light-skinned bald head man that did you wrong. So even though you like the word, you're like, I don't know. 
I pray you come up out of suspicion. Right? Check this out. But if I can't trust you, then that means I need to address the issue with you. And if in addressing the issue, I still can't trust you, that's my answer. That's my answer. But I have to say this because some of y'all, you are so suspicious of everybody and anybody except the people you need to be suspicious of. You got Judas sitting up at the table and you sitting over here looking at Peter. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. So I have to say that. I need to slow that down and make sure I say that because some people say, yep, I don't trust him. I'm cutting him off. I'm cutting him off. But just make sure that that issue is not an issue that you have. If they've not given, done anything to justify a lack of trust... Okay, y'all got quiet right there. Y'all didn't like that. All right, here's the next part of Jasmine's song. Am I the only one that thinks this is an impossible task? Nope. Now, she's talking about a romantic encounter, but remember, when we talk love, it's bigger than romantic love. I taught you all of the Hebrew and the Greek words for love, and there were, there were a multitude of them, and I shared those with you. Let's look at this particular scripture. Mark chapter 12, verse 31. Um, the second is this. You shall love your neighbor. Finish it as yourself keep going there is no other commandment greater than these check this out you only think it's impossible jasmine because you struggle loving you love your neighbor as yourself it's a mathematical equation i can only give what i get so if i barely can stand me some of y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me right there I see you laughing. Like, if you get frustrated with you to the point where you like, look, you driving down the street pretending like you on the phone with somebody on speakerphone, but you're really talking to yourself. You only think it's impossible to love others because you struggle with you. Where, you ready for this? Wherever you struggle loving you, you will always struggle loving others. You will always struggle loving others. It only seems impossible, Jasmine, because on the, on the low key, on, on, on the low, Jasmine, you really ain't that happy with you. And you thought getting in was going to make you happy with you. And it won't. There's a whole bunch of people whose life has been put on hold because I'm waiting on somebody else to love me. When I have to love me, First, here's why because your love will never be enough if I don't give it to myself this is what some of y'all have done for people and you're like I did everything I did this this this, this and it wasn't enough it's because they didn't give themselves the love it wasn't you it was them I need you somebody needs to get set free from that today because you've been tormenting yourself saying, what can I have done differently as a wife what can I have done differently as a girl well can I be honest with you sometimes the answer is nothing it would have never been enough to replace what they didn't give themselves it would have never been enough. Or maybe I should have just co-signed on the card. No, you shouldn't have. You saved your credit. Y'all ain't going to talk. It would have never been enough to give to you what you don't give to yourself. Why? You wouldn't even know what to do with it. You wouldn't even know how to appreciate it. You wouldn't even know how to receive it. That's why you have to be careful that in your next 12, you don't want more for people than they want for themselves. This is, I thought this was going to be a breakthrough experience. I need you to make this declaration and say, in my next 12, I will not want more for people than they want for themselves. Everybody flying with me got to carry their own weight. 
they that wait on the Lord shall mount up with wings like an eagle. I'm not carrying you. You better fly yourself. So look, so look, you ready? Here we go. Here's the next part of our thing. I got to get to this point. I got to get to this point. Here it is. I got to get to this point because there's a verse that we're about to get to that's going to be good for you. It's about to get real good. Here's the next part of her lyrics. Why it don't last. <laughs> she said, forget good grandma. That's okay, though, Jasmine. Listen, why it don't last is that too much to ask. Why do we love, listen to the line, when love seems to hate us. Here's the problem we have, Jasmine. You reveal a problem that we have in culture. Is most people don't love people. They love the idea of love. You love the idea of marriage, not that man. Y'all ain't going to talk. You love the idea of having a family, not that woman. Y'all ain't going to say that to me. You love the idea of having some friends you can go to brunch with, not them. You're in love with love. Because look at her line. Why does love seem to hate us? She ain't said nothing about the man she's singing about. Some of us are in love with the concept of love. We're in love with the accoutrements of love. Bishop, what are you talking about? We're in love with sending notes. We're in love with sending emails. We're in love with sending gifts. We're in love with receiving gifts. We're in love with all of the accoutrements that come with love. But, but her line reveals a serious issue because most of us, we love the idea. I won't say most. Many of us, we love the idea of love. But even in the lyrics, she doesn't even admit that she loves him. She says, why do we love love and love seems to hate us? That's because you cannot love something that does not have the ability to reciprocate it. Love itself cannot reciprocate anything to you. It requires you giving that love. Love God, love people, love life. See, listen, the medium itself, what is money if nobody's going to accept it in exchange for a good or service? You can have a million dollars, but if somebody says, we don't take cash here, we only take Bitcoin, well, what good is your million? You may say, well, it's very valuable, but that, doesn't, that currency doesn't work here. We don't love that currency here. We take Bitcoin here. Which, by the way, somebody write that down. That is a great idea. We need to start accepting Bitcoin. Listen, so that people can bless the Lord. Listen, you're not, here it is, you're not afraid of loving others. You don't know how to love yourself nor others. So you practice, what's this term I introduced? Phantom love. Phantom is like a ghost. Phantom of the opera, you know. The mask would sit at the piano. And all you did was see a mask and hear the piano. You never saw the individual. You heard what was done. And this is how many people love. They need to figure it out. If they love me, they're going to figure it out. Or you could take the test, because some of y'all still ain't took that test from last Sunday. You could take the test and tell the people that you love, this is how I receive love. And then say, since I love you, I need to know how you. We ain't finna sit up here playing Phantom of the Opera. If you don't like gifts, I need to stop sending stuff. Y'all ain't said that to me. If you need some words of affirmation, I need to pre-program some text to come to y'all and go talk to me. Whatever it is, I need to know how to love you. Jasmine, your song is saying, and it's just a song, and I'm not saying it about her person. I'm just saying about the song. Check this out. Jasmine, your song is revealing that you don't know how to love you 
because you're in love with the idea of love, which means your love is immature, which explains why it has so much fear. Your love has so much fear because you do not know how to love anybody else. So you love the idea of love, and that's why you keep getting disappointed. Because you just found anybody to give love to. Problem is, this chair can never reciprocate it. But because you love to love, you say, I'm just pouring and pouring and pouring, and it just seems like it all on the flow. Give me some water. I just, I'm just give, ooh, giving, him, giving him the best that I got. I'm just pouring. Look, I'm just I got to sit on this. You know, okay. I'm just pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring. And ain't nothing happening. It just keeps falling. And it just seems like I'm wasting my love. Which really means I'm wasting my years. Trying to put it on something that can't hold it. And you mad at the chair. Move, 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 move. Watch out. Leave it there. Just a second. Thank you. Thank you. You mad at the chair. I can't believe she acted like this. I, I can't believe they treated me like this. After everything I've done for them. Hey, 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 hey. She don't love herself. What did you expect to get out of this? He doesn't love himself. What did you expect? Thank you now. What did you expect to get out of that? Say, say Lord, teach me how to love myself and how to love others and stop phantom love. I need you to talk. Say, stop phantom love. So I'm going to reiterate what I said Sunday. If you haven't taken the test, take the test. It's in our app. And guess what? Send it to the people you love. And then say, you take it and send it back to me. Stop talking about, well, no, I already know my love languages. If, look here. <laughs> As you grow and mature, how you speak changes. You don't speak today as a 50-year-old the way you did as 20. You don't speak as 60 the way you did at 30. What are you saying? If your natural vocabulary and vernacular changes, then guess what? So will your love language. Your love languages are going to change as you grow and mature. Somebody say, my love languages will change as I grow and mature. Let me give it to you one more time. Five basic languages for love. Okay? So, if you already said this, I know. I got to say it again, though. Some of y'all still ain't took the test. You just say, I already know. They changed. Somebody came to my office the other day and said, sir, my, all my whole love languages has changed. He said, that first one's the same, but everything else is different. In other words, here's what they said. This is what they said to me. They said, now I won't get played no more in my future. All right, so here we go. Here's number one. Quality, or excuse me, uh, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. That means you love to hear people say affirming things to you. Okay? If you know this is your love language, then you also need to be aware of how your love language can also be manipulated and used against you. Because some people will treat you bad and talk to you good. And because that's your language, you will overlook what you need to be looking at. But because they said a lot of nice stuff after they acted a doggone fool, you're like, okay. Here's number two, quality time. This means that person that likes quality time, they just want to be on the phone. They don't have an agenda for the conversation. You don't even need to talk about anything remotely substantive. 
You don't need to be planning anything for the future. You just need to be on the phone. They just want to sit at the table with you. They don't want to talk necessarily. They just want to sit and say, hey, hey. Have you had the muffins from this place? No. People who like quality time, watch me. If this is your love language, it is so important that the people around you know it because here's how it can come off as being leechy and needy. And how do you know somebody has misinterpreted your love language? Because when they answer the phone, they answer with an attitude like, didn't we just talk 15 minutes ago? Go ahead. What is it? Okay, y'all don't want real. Okay, let me just. All right. All right. And this is important. And if you're a person who you love someone, who quality time is their language, you have to know that and you have to recondition and train your mind to spend time. Because you're like, I got stuff to go. I got places to go, things to do. I got to make stuff happen. And a quality time person would be like, well, let's just, here's what they're going to call you. ready? Here's what they're going to call you. They're going to call you a workaholic. Even if you don't even work that much. You go to the office for two hours and be like, all you do is work. It's because you speak different languages. They're going to always be trying to get you to take a vacation. Always. You just need to take a break. You just need a vacation. That's because that's not my language. You like quality time. I like quality. So I'm building a life I don't need a vacation from, and you want a vacation. It's not that one is better than the other. They're just different languages. Spanish is not better than French. They're just different. I remember when the first time I preached um, in Montreal, and they, that's a French. They speak French and English. Most, most people speak both languages there. I loved it. All the architecture, all the French architecture, all that. And they were speaking French, and they spoke it so aggressively. You say I'm both say ye. I mean, I'm like, now nah, I don't know what I just said. I didn't say nothing. I just tongues. It's tongues. But it was so aggressive. And, and I was like, God, dog. I said, did you just get cussed out? Because the way he said that to you, I feel like you got cussed out. Is that what happened? He said, no, he loves me very much. He's excited about my future. I said, oh, I wouldn't have imagined. I wouldn't have imagined that. I, so you got to know this. Why am I spending time on this? Because you will speak a different language than somebody else. And if you don't know how their language works, you will think that you have hate when you have love because you don't know how to speak. You will say we're incompatible, but that's just because you speak different languages. Guess what? There's a converter. Guess what? The ends may not meet, but we can convert those things and make those things come together. All right. So what's the first one? What's the first one? Words of affirmation was second one. Quality time. Here's the third one. It's mine. Why? I need you to know how to speak to your pastor. You tell my bishop, I just want to come and sit in the presence of the man of God. I don't speak that language, baby. I don't speak that. <laughs> Bring some into my presence. When you come. <laughs> <All right. laughs> now, receiving gifts. Now, if, if receiving gifts is your primary love language... That means words don't mean much to you. So a person will pour their heart out, and you'll be like, thanks. A person will come and spend a whole day, and you'll be like, okay, well, I got to go. I'll see you later. And then one will say, well, you don't appreciate me. No, we just speak different. Come on, we speak different. 
So this is why you need to know how you speak and then how other people speak. And y'all both need to know it so y'all know how to handle one another to bring the best out of one another instead of resenting one another because you don't speak the language of the other. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I said, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. All right. All right. So say receiving gifts. So someone that doesn't see this as their primary love language or this isn't their primary love language, they may think you are materialistic. They may think you only care about things, right? But that's, that's not the case. That's just how you know your value to somebody because they had to invest to get the thing. And really, when receiving gifts is your primary love language, what you really love is the investment. It's not just about the thing. Because normally, if that's your top love language, you can get yourself things. It's just the investment that you put into getting me the thing that lets me know that you love me. It's the investment that spoke, not necessarily the thing that spoke. Everybody got that? This is so important. How many of you, real quick, let's check the room and let's check online. How many words of affirmation was your top, your top love language? Let me see you. Okay. Wow. Okay. I can actually count the number of hands there. Okay. <laughs> online, you didn't have emoji. All right. Number two, how many of you quality time was your top love language? All right, okay, I see, okay, it makes sense, all right? No, your personality is always explained through your love language. Because people who like quality time, can't can be honest with you, don't get mad, okay, this is true. People who like quality time sometimes are a little slower to get things done because they're savoring the time. So you'll say you need to hurry up, it's just because they're really enjoying this thing, they just want to... They strolling. And you like, if you don't get out this mall. But it ain't the mall they're excited about. They're excited to be there with you. Y'all ain't go talk. So they strolling. They taking forever to do everything. Simple explanations. Oh, you don't get those from people who like quality time. Oh, no. They want to take you back. Well, when I was four... <laughs> And they just spending time. And you're like, if you don't hurry up, land this plane. Because you didn't walk around these bushes 400 times. It's because they enjoy the time. All right? Receiving gifts. How many that's your type of Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. Here's the last two. Acts of service. This means, this, how many of you, that, that's yours. Okay. Online. Okay. That means you want somebody to do something for you. And can I be honest with you? Acts of service? I'm just giving y'all a little bit more meat to this. We're about to finish this word, okay? Let me help you with this. Acts of service, people, you all continue to be passive aggressive. You ain't going to say what you want. You're going to suggest what you want. I sure am thirsty. Cold, can you bring me some water? Ooh, I just feel like a good meal. Code, come pick me up and take me to go get something to eat. Y'all ain't gonna say that to me. Darlene's daughter got her a beautiful bracelet. Code, I need you to go get me a bracelet. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing. They ain't gonna tell you what they want, they gonna make suggestions. 
And to somebody that's more, uh, that's more linear in their approach, like receiving gifts, they're going to be like, wow, you better go and get you something to eat then. <laughs> Hold on, let me send you the DoorDash app. because. <laughs> oh, you want me to do it? Oh, <laughs> you should have said that. So what you call a, a demon of communication trying to tear up your relationship is because y'all don't know each other's language. That ain't the devil. You buking and binding and nothing's changing because it's not the devil. Now let's see again. Now don't be scared to put your hand up now. How many acts of service is your top love language? All right. Okay. I did. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Okay. You just need to know that. Because you would be like, I told him what I wanted, and you did not. You'd be like, I just got so much work. Cole, can you come help? And if somebody that speaks receiving gifts, watch me. They're going to bring you something to help you do your work, but they ain't going to help you do your work. They're going to be like, I got you some coffee. Here you go. You're going to be up all night, ain't it, girl? All right, I'm going to get out of here. All right, here's this last one. Touch. Touch. Listen, now touch doesn't mean sex. Okay? Because most people say, touch on me. Listen, touch does not mean sex. Hugs. These are handshakers. These are, these are people, they, they want to touch it. And as I said, I think, but last week, many people who touch, like Southern culture is a touching culture. We touch people when we say hey to them. We say hey to somebody, you know, we don't just say, hey, what's going on? This social distance and physical, go to the South. You'll see they do not believe in this. <laughs> they don't believe in physical distancing and all that. If you go to the South, hey, what's going on, man? What's going on? Oh, yeah, we ain't supposed to touch. We ain't supposed to touch, brother. We ain't supposed to touch. But, you know, it's all right. It's all right. God is good. God is good. Hey, I'm covered under the blood. I'm covered under the blood. Huh? Huh? I mean, you didn't touched and hugged and got folks sitting up in your car and all kind of, they don't believe in it. Because <laughs> we're a touching culture in this. All my Atlanta family, y'all know what I'm talking about. What physical distancing? <laughs> we finna touch. I ain't seen my cousin in years. Come and give me a hug. This That's what we do. Right, so physical touch, then you, you, if people... Do not engage you through touch. You will think, that, here's what you'll say. Something's off with them. They suspicious. You'll even get offended if you go in for a handshake and they come back with an elbow. You'll be like, my discernment is telling me something's off with them. That's not your discernment. That is your language. How many physical touches your top love language? All right, I see it, I see it, I see it, okay. All right, good. All right, so, so check this out. You have to know your language. I'm going to say it a fourth time in today's message. Take the test, know your language, send it to the people you love, and tell them, this is how I receive love. Now, I need you to take the test so I know how you receive love, because in my next 12, I'm not guessing. We're not going to have hour-long meetings over something you could have texted me. And we could have got this handled and we could have gotten this dealt with. All right? Somebody say, in my next 12. Will be my best 12. Here's the last part of the song. Sorry if I sound so filled with gloom. You say you care. And I know you do. But this is from my experience. 
and my conclusion only makes sense. I just want to, can I just deal with these words for this moment? I'm sorry if I sound so filled with gloom. In other words, I'm not changing. That's what she's saying. She's saying, listen, you even say you care, and I know that you do. But I've been through so much. I've been so disappointed. I've been so hurt. I've been so frustrated that this conclusion makes sense to me. So here it is. You're gloomy, Jasmine, because you won't get up. Let's go Bible. Proverbs 24, 16. We out of here. The godly may trip. I like the way New Living says it. The godly may trip seven times. I know it. Somebody say seven times. Seven is the biblical number of completion, which means I needed those disappointments. They completed me. I needed some betrayal. It completed me. I needed some folk to walk out on my life. It completed me. Can I just get you to worship God that you're grateful that you had to trip and some people trip with you? Y'all going to do that to me? And some people trip with you, but somebody say, but it was for my good. Say it again. Say, but it was for my good. The godly may trip seven times. Completion. Watch the prophecy. But they will get up again. Stop. The Bible says you are literally going to have times in your life. It doesn't mean seven literally. It means you're going to keep tripping until you're done. You'll keep tripping until you're complete. And for some of y'all, listen, you started this year with a little bit of a trip, but I came to tell you, come March, your tripping is coming to its con- Because every time I trip, I'm impeding my progress. But if I stop tripping, somebody say, I can start running. I need you to give God glory that come March, you're going to start running into your next 12. And your next 12 will be your... So look, you're so gloomy, Jasmine, because you won't get up. You tripped? Do it again so he can catch you. Right? Come on, come on. You got to move. Take it out of my preacher now. Come on. Man, you tripped and fell. That was good. Did y'all see that? That was talent. He liked them bowlers. Okay, do it again. You're going to catch it in a minute. Come on, second time, second time. Second time. Second time. Okay. All right. All right. Get up. Do it again. You're going to catch it in a minute. <laughs> Because everybody talking about, I can't take no more. You better get yourself back up. And you might trip again. You might fail again. You might make a mistake again. Mm, but the Bible says that you're going to get back up again. Lay your hands on yourself and say, get back up again. You might be disappointed again, but you better get back up. You might be lied on again, but you better get back up. They might not do you right again, but you better get back Somebody holler, get back up. Most of us, the last time, most of us, here you go, you trip, and you stay right here. And this becomes, everybody that meets you, meets you here. And you want people to come down here like somebody got to put up with your half-ass way of loving people and treating people. I'm not cussing. Deuteronomy 22 10. And the Bible says, thou shalt not plow with an ox and an ass together. Give them the scripture so they know I ain't cussing. 
if this scripture don't come on this screen because that's what a that's what a jackass will do they'll hold you up because while you're trying to move forward they're bucking and they're jiving and they're interfering with your progress but I need you to make this declaration and say but in my next trail they'll be my best trail so look people meet you down here and you have a sad love song you know my last girl look you know somebody did me wrong you know somebody hurt me you know I've been through so much who hasn't I had a rough childhood who hadn't I went through some stuff who hadn't but people will meet you down here and this is where you want to stay and then you get mad when the people that are around you say, look, well, well, we can get up. you like the man by the pool. D do you want to get up or you want to stay down here like this? You've been here for 38 years. Guess what? Your muscles are so used to where you were. They don't have the strength to take you into your... And I came on assignment today to tell somebody, God's about to put some strength in you. It might be a struggle. But he's coming to pick you up out of every disappointing scenario and situation. Say, and I shall get back up. Say it again. And I shall get back up. She said, forgive me. Sorry if I'm so filled with gloom. Put it up. Here's the problem, Jasmine. You're only gloomy because you won't get up. This is why everybody you meet, you have negative expectations for. So everywhere you go, you have a negative outlook. Every person you deal with, yeah, I don't know. We don't know about you. You ain't the love police. You're a flashlight cop. I see you over there. Say, Lord, take my gloom. Now, I need y'all to get this because many of you, you don't have time in your next 12. Some of you are married and gloomy. Some of y'all have been friends for 10 years and you're gloomy. You tolerate them. You don't celebrate them. Say, Lord, get me up. Get me up. Get me up. Get me up. Come on. I need you to just go in right there. Say, Lord, get me up. Get me up. Get me up. Get me up. Say it again. Say, Lord, I choose to get up. I choose. All right, here we go. Here we go. Look what she says. The last two verses that she says, and I got two verses to go. Just because I love you and you love me, it doesn't mean that we're meant to be. I can climb mountains, swim across the seas, but the most frightening thing is I'm going to need y'all to get that together so that's the same way. You hear me? You ain't on stage, but you're about to be on stage and stuff. I had all the fine. Listen, y'all be frying fish in the morning, all right? Now watch. I'm just it's a movie, y'all. It's a movie. We're having fun. Everybody loves everybody. Listen. Listen. Look, look, look at what baby girl's saying. Just because I love you and you love me, it doesn't mean that we're meant to be. To be what? Your fixation with what you want them to be made you miss what they were created to be. 
You want him to be this. But can I show you scripture? 1 Corinthians 12, 18. But, uh, but in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. Question, did you ever ask God where they fit in your life or did you decide and now you're forcing a fit? You're going to love me. And you, and you, and you. Listen, 915, all of y'all, we have a rehearsal after church. Y'all go get these notes together. I'm just messing. <laughs> just messing. <laughs> I, I, everybody watch, everybody watch, everybody watch. Here's what we do when we meet people. You meet them and you decide. Like you've decided this is going to be my friend. Why? We both like computers and we both live in Denver. Hey, Bob, he see, he key, hey, oh, shout out. Right? So you've decided. So now you got them in a seat. You put them in a seat. You put them in a seat because you've decided. You didn't ask God nothing. You didn't pray. You didn't say, God, what, what seat should they be in my life? What should they be doing? And you decided this within the first 90 days of knowing them. You don't ever decide on anybody's position in your life until you've known them for at least 90 days. Why? Because I need to see you in a whole season to see if you shift. Because I ain't got time for no shape shifters in my next 12. I need to know that how I met you is what you're going to be later on. Because if you're planning on shifting, I need you to shift before I secure you. Y'all ain't going to say that. I need you to shift before I secure you. So look. So you put them in a seat. It's going to be my friend. It's going to be my lover. It's going to be my whatever it is. You put them in the seat, and now they're in the seat. You ask God nothing. You didn't pray. And can I be honest why some of y'all didn't pray? I, I'm done now, 15. Here's why some of y'all didn't pray. Because you knew the answer. That's why you didn't go. Watch me. I'm going to help some of y'all. There are certain things that you try to keep leadership out of your life because you know you're wrong. Y'all ain't going to talk. Y'all ain't going to say that right there. There's a reason you didn't go to who you went to for everything else because you know you're wrong about this. Is what it is. So you put him in the seat. Put him in the seat. This is where you're going to be. And now, now, sit back in the seat. Come on. If, if, see, see, listen. It's okay. He can sit in the seat, but, 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 but here's the problem. That's my seat. So just because you look like you fit in it doesn't mean that you're meant to be in it. Because if I was to give you the mic and say, preach the rest of this message. You could probably come up with some stuff. You can come up with some stuff. You know, Jesus is alive. Won't he do it? Thank God, all right. He's about to make a way out of no way. Ain't God all right? Ain't God all right? Touch your neighbor. Don't touch him. But rock him and shake him. And shake him and rock him. And tell him, I see you in your future. And you look a whole lot better. You can do that. But that's not what was prepared and you got a lot of people in your life ad-libbing because they don't belong in the seat (laughs) 
They just come on up with stuff because they don't belong in the seat. And because you wanted somebody in the seat, you never bother to ask God, do, should they sit in the seat? Because you just wanted somebody in the seat. And we're all guilty. Every hand up. Every hand up. I'm guilty. You guilty. We're guilty. Some of y'all's hands ain't up. We all guilty. We're all guilty. We've all done it. Sometimes innocuous things. You go on to lunch with people you barely like. Talking about I'm tired of ordering in. And I don't want another smoothie. <laughs> okay, I'm almost done. You ready? Look, look at this. Look at this last part of her song. Most circumstances, I know my fate. But this love thing, I don't get the game. Well, that's the problem, baby girl. You too grown to be playing games. Like, if you don't love who's in your life, stop playing games with them. Y'all ain't talking. I know you want me to speed it up, but I slowed it down so that we can make sure that we get it. Sometimes if you go through the car wash too fast, it's, it don't come out clean. So sometimes you got to slow it down. If my car wash take too fast, I already know it's a problem. But if it takes them three, four hours to come back to my car, I know that it's going to be right. It's an inside joke. Everybody watch, everybody watch, everybody watch. Look, 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 look. You are too grown to be playing games with people. Like if you're not going to do right by them, just let them go. Like if you're not going to be a good friend, just let them go. She says, why does it feel like those who give in, here we go, they only wind up losing a friend. Because, Jasmine, you never asked what seat they were supposed to sit in. And then you tried to force them in the seat. And they were supposed to be your friend. But you wanted a lover. And everybody can't be a homie lover friend. Yeah. Amos 3.3. 3. Here it is. We're done. Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? So now that I ask God, now I need to ask you. So why are you in my life? What do you want from me? You need to ask the question. I know I'm talking really slow. Y'all are used to. I just want to make sure we get it. Have you ever talked to the people in your life to say, what do you want from me? And then here's what I want from you. Or do you just play the game? Maybe there's a reason they don't return your calls. Maybe they don't like you. <laughs> That's too much. That's too much. And you said, they need to be a better friend. Well, maybe they never intended to be your friend. But you never actually asked them. I know this is heavy for a Sunday. <laughs> We're going to go up in the spirit in a minute, okay? Like, did you ever ask? Some of you have family members. Like, have you ever said, like, okay, so how are we going to help one another advance? Like, what are we going to do? Like, what is this going to be? The scripture says, how can two, or can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? Say, conversation removes confusion. All right, so one more analogy. All right, come on, walk with me. 
All right, all right. So if I'm going this direction, but he's going the other direction, well, wait a minute. Now we have this. This is called fights. This is called arguments. This is called text arguments. This is called email arguments. This is called silent treatment. This is called dirty looks. I mean, you didn't roll your ass so much. This is called, I just need a break. This is called, I just, you know what, I need, oh, you ready? I just need to back away. Here it is, I'm going to fall back. Right? This is what that is. Why? Because we never had a conversation to agree on the direction. You just put them in the seat. And now that you want something about the seat, they never intended to produce nothing out that seat. They were like, I'm here for the free lunch. Listen, I, I, ain't no free food today? Oh, shoot. I, and you thinking you got a ride or die. And what you had was an Uber Eats. You had a Postmates. <laughs> they come to the door and then dash. That's all they do. Yeah. Check it out. Can two walk together except they agree on the direction? Hey, 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 man. Hey, look. I, I, I'm looking for somebody in my next 12 that recognizes my previous 12 was simply a preview of what's coming. In other words, in other words, I was getting prepared for what I'm about to do. I need somebody in my life that when they can see I'm down, they can call me and say, I got you and I'm praying for you. I need somebody in my life that they can encourage me and I can encourage them. Here's what I bring. I'm going to be loyal. You ain't going to never find somebody like me. I'm going to build you up. You ain't never going to find somebody that builds. Who going to love you like I love you? Nobody. I'm going to build you up. That's what I, I need. Somebody that will fight for my future and I can fight for their future. I need somebody that's going to support me and be like our city or hall saying, go, 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 go. That's what I need. And if you can't give me that, I had an amazing time at coffee with you. But let's not waste each other's time. That's friends. That's dating. Like, what do you want? I'm just trying to see what's out there. Okay, well, when you catch some seriousness, call me. Because I'm dating for a purpose, not just to be going places on a Friday night. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm just trying to see what fish is in the sea. It's a lot of catfish out there. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. In the building and online. Did y'all get something? All right, so I taught it at 9.15. I'll preach it at 11.15. So God, we pray right now that in our next 12 months that we would not be afraid of love. To love. To give love. And to receive love. We keep saying it because it's important. Our next 12 will be our best 12. Somebody said, well, Bishop, we're already two months in. Should it be our next 10 
Oh, no, no, no. I need you to know every day that's ahead of you is going to be better than the days that were behind you. So, God, we lose disappointment. We lose anger. We lose frustration. We lose fear. And we get up. And we get up. And we get up. In Jesus' name. Heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. If you're not a Christian, today's your day to come to the Lord. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, today's your day to recommit yourself to the Lord. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God. I need you to be sure. Conversation removes confusion. Just be sure. Let's have the conversation with the Lord today. If you're in this building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand online. I'm going to ask you to do the hand waving emoji or say it's me. Either become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. One. God's coming to get you today. You're not watching this by accident. Online, don't you dare not respond. I got digital ambassadors standing by waiting on you. One, two, three. And that's you respond right now, wherever you're at, wherever you're at, wherever you're at. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, 915. In this building online, everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. Because of this confession, and this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. Because I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Be my God. I receive your love so I can give your love and I can love myself. Love God, love people, and love life. In Jesus' name, amen. We just prayed that prayer for the first time or recommitted yourself. Text the word decision to 55498. When you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just have it. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. Text the word decision to 55498 to let us know about your decision and we'll send you amazing resources to help you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. The rest of your life will be the best of your life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.